beings of the light, wherever and whenever you may be listening to this show across the entire globe. Today is Monday, April 8th, 2019, and I am your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I am a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, certified angel therapy practitioner, singer-songwriter, and much more. And you're now listening to International Angels Network. We are a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics. And we are a live call-in show. So give us a ring at 516-453-9162. That is 1-516-453-9162. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You will see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we're live on air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you would like to speak with me or our guest today, and then you will be in the queue. Actually, I just realized the script says guest, and I'm the guest today. So if you want to speak with me, Angel Shishi, the angel reader, or me, Shishi Sheila O'Donnell, the songwriter, either one of us will be available today for readings or questions on the second half of the show. International Angels Network is now sponsored by Audible. You can get free audiobooks of your choice by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. So I was pondering over what the angels wanted me to talk about today, and I noticed a message from one of our Blog Talk listeners. Her name is Pamela O. Brown. And uh, it read, Shishi, I requested a friendship because your energy feels cool and serene. Plus, I love that you're a singer-songwriter. I've been guided to do the same. Music turns out to be my hidden talent to share with the world, however that is meant to look. Do you talk about your musical journey anywhere online? And I realized, I think I did, you know, out of 70-something shows, I think I talked about it maybe one other time, but not that the whole show is about my musical journey. And it is kind of my hidden talent in some ways because um, not everybody knows I'm a singer-songwriter because I, I don't talk about it necessarily all the time on this show. And in my life, I do a lot of different things, teaching workshops. But um, that is just as much of a, an important part of me and who I am. And I have a very interesting story to tell um, about how I started channeling the angels and turning into a songwriter. But before I talk about that, I would love to share um, this morning, as soon as I woke up, the first thing I saw in my mailbox was a message from one of our hosts. She used to be a host. I don't think she is anymore. She's not anymore, but her name is Dr. Ruth Anderson. So she sent a message, and this is dated April 8, 2019. In meditation this morning, I witnessed the gates of the ethereal realm opening and 500,000-plus angels and healing beings entering our earthly realm. They're here to support, guide, and walk beside us. Please open your hearts and your minds to the outrageous possibilities that are before you. And that gave me 
such a feeling of inner peace and excitement and just, you know, a bit of a feeling of relaxing into life because, you know, sometimes it does feel like you're on the front lines <laughs> and trying to be the highest version of you and live your divine life and remember the truth of who you are in the face of oftentimes, you know, a lot of fear and scarcity and needing to pay bills and stress in the world. Um, I mean, I kind of looked at it like, you know, in the army, they have reinforcements. They send in after the first, <laughs> the first front line is exhausted, they send in helpers. And I felt this feeling of like, wow. And I love the idea of the, the way she wrote outrageous possibilities. In other words, anything is possible for all of us. And we, it's wonderful to get out of that limited way of thinking that we only have a certain amount of possibilities and we have to be realistic and logical mind, logical mind, blah, blah, blah. You know, my parents love me, but they're worried about me being freelancer and making my living. They don't know technically that I'm doing angel readings for a living, but that, you know, I told them about the life coaching with the help of the angels because that's a way that they can understand it. They're not a fan of the word psychic because in the Catholic religion that seems very, like it could be a bad thing. So because they don't understand it, I'm not wanting to start that conversation all the time with them. But they know I'm doing (laughs) um, different things, you know, in addition to teaching, um, in addition to doing readings and teaching workshops and doing retreats and events. I also teach voice lessons to select few um, really talented people. And I also um, do some online marketing for people because I've learned how to do a lot of that, social media marketing. But my mom, you know, was just recently saying, you know, I don't know why you don't just get a teaching job because you get summers off and benefits and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know how to explain to her, Mom, I've taken my personal sovereignty back. I can never go back to the full-time job. And really, I do work a lot of hours. I probably do work 40 hours a week, but it's truly under my own decision of what, how I'm spending my time and I can say yes or no to clients and or turn them down. I don't have to, I don't feel enslaved the way I used to when I had real jobs in the real world. But my, technically my last real job was 2000. So I'm going to tell you how I um, came from being, you know, a regular girl, college graduate, working for 10 years in corporate Chicago area. And now, you know, being this kind of angel lady in Los Angeles, it's an interesting story, and the music part of the story is very instrumental <laughs> and important. So um, the first thing that happened that really caused me to wake up was that my sister passed away. So I'm the oldest of seven kids, and my fourth sister, her name was Maureen, and she was living in San Diego at the time. She's 20 or, she was 20 years old. And um, she had a sore throat and a headache, and she went to the emergency room, and it was Memorial Day weekend, 1997. And apparently, they, you know, they didn't have a lot of staff there, so they sent her home. But on that Monday morning, they called her back and said, you're very, there's something, we did a blood test, there's something very wrong with you, you need to get back in here. So she was there. And on day two in the hospital, they called our family, and we all lived in Woodstock, Illinois, and said, you need to come out. I was in Chicago at the time, living in Chicago. They said, you need to come out here to San Diego. She's in the ICU. We don't know how long she's going to live. So my whole family was like out of the blue. She's the healthiest girl in the world. Total athlete, basketball star, powerhouse, you know. And 
she um, was in the hospital. We all went there, surrounded her bedside. By the time I got there, she was not, her lungs had already collapsed. All her major organs were failing. And they were sending her tissue samples everywhere around the world and could not find out what, what exactly was causing the problems. And they never found out. Literally on her autopsy, it says she died of a fever of unknown origin. And she, it was like, basically, she died within one week. So it totally rocked my world. And I remembered my sister how the year before that, she had asked my opinion. She was at the same college I went to. We all had, you know, most of us in our family had 16 years of Catholic education, not only grade school, high school, but also college. So um, she went to the same family college that my mom went, my aunt went. It's called St. Mary's of Notre Dame in Indiana, across the street from the Notre Dame University, the sister school of Notre Dame. And that's where you learn, learn how to become a whole Christian woman, an all-girls school. <laughs> so my sister Maureen did the same thing. She went there for a year. And after that year, she talked to me and she said, you know, I feel like I'm wasting my life. I'm really not, I feel like I'm just being a parrot, parroting back what they want to hear. And I, I don't see why I'm doing this. Like, I don't, ha I don't know what I want to major in. I don't know what I want to do with my life. So I'm going to take a year off of school and go do this thing called, um, it was a Bill Clinton program called AmeriCorps. That's what it was. And, and they go around and help, you know, uh, the people in Appalachia build houses or they, you know, wipe the, um, what do you call it, the graffiti off of walls in inner city, and they do some tutoring. And, but whatever projects in the U.S. needed help, Clinton developed this program called AmeriCorps. So this is Shishi's advice to her. Don't be ridiculous. That's for losers. I can't even believe that I would say something like this, but I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. I said, no, you can't do that. You've got to stay in college, and you have to. This is just the way the world works. You know, you just have to go through the motions, and it's just four years, and then you get your piece of paper, and then you can do whatever you want, but you really can't leave college in the middle. I mean, you know, anyone can do that who has terrible grades. Here you are at the top of your class. You're going to leave college in the middle. She was very intent on doing it, so she did, and she died a year later. It just makes me oh, shiver when I think of her own intuition, knowing that her time was limited, and she wanted to do something that mattered. And when she passed, she had like 300 people at her funeral, and we had letters pouring in from people whose lives she touched when she did the AmeriCorps service, which was basically free work for a year, really hard labor at times, you know, the things that she did. I feel her soul somehow knew she only had another year left, and she wanted to do something meaningful with her time. And I, I'm so grateful she didn't listen to the guidance that I gave her, which was misguided, but it was because I drank the Kool-Aid of the world, which told people, you have to follow by the rules, and that's just the way the world is. You know, that's ridiculous. Now I know that, but this was pre-spiritual awakening for me, and I, I remember that um, John Mayer song, you know, I want to run through the wall, oh, halls of my high school. I want to scream at the top, top of my lungs, whatever, that, that the whole thing, that there is no real world. Um, it's just a lie you have to rise above. I, when I first heard that song, I was like, that is so true. It's like we're taught that this is the real world and you have to do these things. The truth is we don't have to do things. We can follow our intuition and our souls to a life of meaning and purpose. We don't have to drink the Kool-Aid and be cogs in somebody else's wheel for their success, whether it's some other corporation or, some, or, or 
taking on, you know, our parents or not that there's anything wrong with our parents caring about us and wanting to have a secure future, but if you were raised like some of the people, some of my clients in my coaching program who were taught you've got to be a lawyer, you've got to be a doctor, you have to do this, you know, from from the day they were old enough to talk, they're giving this thing, this is what you will do. And then they go ahead and do it and go through all the motion and law school and then they're miserable. You can make six-figure income and be totally miserable. I meet people every day like that. So the moral of the story and the Steve Jobs <laughs> quote that's so apropos is your time is limited. Make sure, you know, I'm going to paraphrase it, but basically make sure you're doing what you want to do with your life. So when this wake-up call woke me up, like, you know, when my sister passed, I realized, what the heck am I doing with my life? Life is short, and I had been working in a bunch of stupid, boring jobs, you know, sales, basically. I worked as admissions director for a medical training school for five years called Medical Careers Institute, right on Michigan Avenue across from the Art Institute. And I um, sold computer training, and I was director of business development, but it was literally 10 grueling years of irritating, boring suits and jobs, acting like, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. It feels like such a past life for me. But when my sister died, this shocked me so deeply out of my trance of this is your life. And I was married at the time. My husband was a workaholic. He was director of, uh, he was director of operations for a restaurant group in Chicago. So he was very busy. He probably worked 70 hours a week. Hardly ever saw him. We were together like eight and a half years. But um, we weren't really in a passionate building a future together relationship. We just kind of fell into it. And I remember very um, vividly him having a dinner party and me taking my guitar out to sing for the guests and he being like really mortified, embarrassed. And that's when I realized, wow, this is not working. Was uh, and this was after my sister had passed. When I re- when I got in touch with, I love singing and I really want to be a singer. So that's totally not practical. That's why I didn't end up going after it earlier. But I started singing, and I started asking God, like, how do you be a singer-songwriter? I don't even know. I know I can sing because I've been singing since I was little. My dad is a musician from Ireland. He plays accordion, and he very much taught me to be musical. My mom sang to me a lot, too, growing up. So singing was in my blood. I have a little I have a recording of myself at age two singing this cute little song called Ducky Duddle, and this is my voice. I wish I could play it for you right now, but maybe another shot. I can it goes, little ducky duddle, <laughs> went swimming in a puddle, went swimming in a puddle quite small. But he, it doesn't matter how much I splash and splatter. I'm only a ducky after all. Quack, quack. And I'm singing it at age two. And my mom said I used to sit on the stoop. We lived in an apartment in Chicago. Singing to the people who went by my ABCs. So singing was in my blood. I always loved singing. I have memories, very fond memories of every summer. You know, my dad was a teacher. Both parents were teachers, but... My dad was a teacher. We'd go to Ireland for six weeks every summer. So he'd take us. And I remember just being little and my dad playing the bagpipes, playing accordion, and just running through the fields and the sweet smell of the hay and the peat fires. And it was a beautiful place to spend summers when I was little is Ireland and, and how much music is a huge part of the culture there that people are really into music and folk music. So I was taught music from a young age, but I didn't know how to be a songwriter. So I stumbled upon how I started um, playing guitar and I was playing some chords and I was living in 
Chicago, and my brother was in California at the time. He plays guitar, too. And we were talking, and we just started playing the same chords over the phone. It was like we were jamming over the phone. And all of a sudden, the song flew into my mind, and I'd never had this happen quite like this. And I would say, now I know in retrospect, it was channeling. So it was a song about waking up. And that was my first album. It's called Waking Up. So the song came, it came to me, so it's kind of like I always got the melody first. I'd hear like a melody, da 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 and then I would hear word, and then I would like write down all these words really fast. So that was my first song, and I went to a songwriter open mic, and um, I was going to, I didn't know, I just went to an open mic at the Old Town School of Folk Music in um, Chicago. I thought I didn't know it was a songwriter open mic, so I was going to sing a Sarah McLaughlin song because I loved her back in the 90s. And when I got there, they said, no, this is for original songs only. And the only song I had was that Waking Up song that I wrote with my brother, and it was like half done. It wasn't even finished. So I had to have a little bit of courage, but I just decided to sing it. And I made up an ending <laughs> with just like, ooh, just a bunch of oohs at the end. So I sang that song, and this producer happened to be in the audience. Now, he's passed away the last uh, two years ago, but I found out. And he was around my age, so I'm very sorry that he passed away early. But his name was Greg Crook, and he came up to me and he said, do you have any other songs like that? I really want to produce you, and I want to do a whole album. You know, what other songs do you have? And I said, well, that's my first one. And he's like, well, come in. Let's just, let's just get it down. So we recorded that. We um Recorded within one year an entire album, and it just, it was kind of like every time I'd go in the shower or be at a stoplight, I would get these songs. I'd be writing them everywhere. And it was really like almost like the entire first album was dictated to me. It's called Waking Up. And if you want to hear my songs, and that album is on my website, pretty much all my albums are on my website. It's shishiland.com, S-H-E-S-H-E-L-A-N-D, and it's free. You can listen to them. Or stream them there. If you want to buy it, there's one on iTunes called Clear. But the first album was called Waking Up. And so I had my CD release party on, get this, 11-11-2000. <laughs> because I was seeing 11-11s everywhere. So um, before I started channeling the songs, I did have this dark night of the soul of grieving after my sister passed. And for about six months, I got really quiet. So in that quiet time, I only listened to two CDs. One was a chakra-clearing CD with harp music and instrumental, and one was a CD called The Drone, or The Breath of God, which is a 53-minute CD by a composer named Harold Grandstaff Moses, who lives in Phoenix. But this was like the song of the spheres, or the song of creation. And that's all I listened to. I stopped listening to the radio. I stopped listening to – I stopped – I canceled my cable TV um, everything. I just went really in a silent place of quiet. I forgot to tell you that little part because that's a really crucial part. So in calming down the white noise of my life, which is all the stupid distractions I had from mail and catalogs and bills, I just stopped opening mail. I stopped, it really just took my life back, basically. And I got really quiet. And in that space of total quietness, I started communing with spirit and having my psychic gifts open up and then I started hearing and so after I had my CD release party and I had a CD I gave it to someone a friend of mine who passed it on to her friend someone I didn't know in Denver Colorado his name was Larry Contier and he um, booked talent at Body Mind Spirit Expos 
So he called me and he said, is this the illustrious Shishi Sheila O'Donnell? So on my CD, it's Sheila O'Donnell, my original given name. Shishi is my nickname. He said, I've been listening to your CD nonstop on repeat for three days, and this is some of the most high vibrational music I've ever heard. I would love to book you at my events in Denver and Asheville, North Carolina. So I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. So I um, booked those events. By the way, somewhere in this time period, I got (laughs) separated from my husband, and I packed up and moved to Los Angeles, but I'll tell you how that happened. So he's, uh, we became friends, and we started talking on the phone. And then one day he said, I'm going to swim with the dolphins. And I said, I've always wanted to swim with the dolphins. He said, well, just say the word and you can go. And I said, word. And so he put me on hold and had a three-way call with the travel agent. And the next thing you know, I'm going to swim with the dolphins, which he didn't say anything about during virtue. He said it's a beautiful retreat in Hawaii with dolphins. I get there, and I'd never heard of Doreen Virtue, and, the, and it was a retreat with her called Healing with the Dolphins. So um, that week was very powerful for me where we, we did a lot of work um, exercises and talking about angels, and I realized, you know, that I was in communion with angels and channeling angels, and I'd always loved angels. I just didn't realize they were real. Um, And now I'm just remembering I forgot about one really important part of the story, which was I still had my normal grown-up job at this time, and I was really all I could do when I had my spiritual awakening was, like, surf the net for inspiring metaphysical articles. So I was on the the web looking around, and I came across a channeling from Archangel Michael, and it said, do you want to be an emissary of light? If so, say yes, and I will use you. And I, I was like, yes, that's what I want. I want to be an emissary of light. That's the next job I want. I don't want to do any more things in sales or business. I want to work for the angel. And so I kind of tongue-in-cheek wrote a letter, letter to Archangel Michael saying, listen, I really want this job of emissary of light. I'm in, you know, um, I have all these concerns. You know, I'm still married, student loans, working, da-da-da, what do I do? I said, but if you're serious, I'm serious, give me a sign. I wrote that and I dated it. It was April 2001. And then the trip to, um, so I asked for a sign. So the trip to Doreen Virtue Retreat was July 21, 2001, which was my $5,000 free retreat that I received as a gift from Archangel Michael, apparently. And the very first day we got there, she channeled Archangel Michael. And I was just like, whoops, okay, great. My emissary of light training has started. So that was really powerful um, that I had that. And then someone I met there happened to be synchronistically going out of town. He lived in um, Santa Monica. He was going to Europe for three months and said, you can, you can sublet my place in Santa Monica. And then I felt like the doors were opening, and I just packed up my um, Ford Escort station wagon. I gave away all my monkey suits, all my business suits, all my <laughs> – <laughs> and I kept only my goddess flowing outfits and hippie wear. And the next day, you know, when I first arrived in L.A., I'm like on Venice Beach doing angel readings and singing. And I lived it completely 180 of a lifestyle. And I will be honest, it wasn't always lollipops and roses. There were some pretty sketchy times where I had no idea what what I was going to do. The amount of faith that it took to live trusting moment by moment. But I can say that was 19 years ago. <laughs> or 18 years ago, right, 2001, that, yes, I love my life. I'm so grateful I don't regret all of the challenging times, all the wonderful times. I have had so many miraculous things happen. And over the years, 
you know, when I first moved here, I was all gung-ho and got a band together and was singing at all the cool places in L.A. For probably the first 10 years, I was really doing a lot of music. And then I slowly felt like I was not getting anywhere with music. So, And it started to break my heart, all the shameless self-promotion you have to do with singing and all the work that goes into getting a band together. And then it's kind of pay-to-play, like you had to promise that you were going to bring 20 people to each show or otherwise you had to pay out of your pocket. And the amount of stress, that it started to take the joy of performing away from me, which was sad. And then I was always, like, in the space of um, having to still create enough money to pay rent and all that stuff. So I started to put music on the back burner, but it's always burning in my heart. And I've recently picked it back up again, I would, I would say with a vengeance, but it's not really, that's kind of too strong of a word. That's a little too Game of Thronesy of a word. But uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, the next one is the <laughs> next season starting on Sunday. But I... Um, started getting back into it and I even created a structure for myself to make sure I was doing music um, called music jam parties at Shishi Land. So every, every other Wednesday I have musicians come here to keep me in action, keep me practicing. And that's been amazing. So now I've done a show um, at a beautiful hotel called the Grafton Hotel on the Sunset Strip in February. And I have another one coming up April 20th at the same place, the Grafton. And I feel like I'm back in action and excited, and I think I'm going to be recording a new album this year, which I'm very, very happy for. And my goal is to get my songs on Spotify um, within, within the next few months. So hopefully you guys will be able to listen to my streaming music, Waking Up, and my second album, Clear. The other album is an Irish album, and I think there may be some problems with copyright. Um, some of them are public domain because they're over 100 years old, but... I don't. I think some of them are copywritten, so I don't know how to overcome that. But anyways, I will be on Spotify soon, so you guys can listen to me. But that's really the story of how I became a singer-songwriter. So, <laughs> uh, kind of interesting. Anyways, um, so now we're going to be taking our calls pretty soon. We have a lot of callers on the line waiting for your free reading. So if you want one, press one so you can be in the queue. Listen to International Angels Network six days a week where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and much more. And we also take your calls for angel messages live on air. If you're not able to join us live, you can catch the archived podcasts on iTunes, Pinterest, Potable, Player FM, CastBox, Podtail, Podchaser, Stitcher, Google Play, and now on iHeartRadio. Our online radio network has started a membership program to help spiritual entrepreneurs expand their business. International Angels Network offers ongoing support, coaching, and mentoring for all spiritual entrepreneurs worldwide for the low price of just $20 a month. You can learn more or register at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash membership. Once again, I'm Shishi O'Donnell. I am a singer, songwriter, and you can hear my original music at shishiland.com. I also love empowering people through my one-on-one divine life coaching program. I also love helping people connect with their angels and guides and to get peace of mind through my angel readings. For information on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit my website, Divine Guidance Readings with an S.com, or you can follow or friend me on social media. I'm Shishi O'Donnell on Facebook or Angel Shishi on Instagram. All of our shows are also now on YouTube Live, so please go to YouTube if you haven't already 
search for International Angels Network and make sure and subscribe. And you can do that by tapping or clicking on the bell icon, and then you'll get notifications of when we have uh, shows coming on. For every 100th subscriber, you'll be entered into a drawing for free gifts. So give us a ring at 516-453-9162, and make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or with questions about anything I just shared, or if you would just like to get a free mini angel reading. It's helpful if you have a specific question, um, although if you really just want a general check-in, we can do that as well, but it's helpful if you want to have a specific question. So um, we're going to take calls now. We have Evan from California. Evan, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Thanks for calling, love. How can I help you? Hi. Uh, my question is, do you see me receiving my SSI benefits in the future? Oh, okay. So the first one is SSI benefits. Can you give me a time? Because I did get... If it's near future, I feel it's a no, but in the future, it's a yes. <laughs> so I hope that's oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, but I did get no need to worry. Okay. So when you said, um, by like, if you want to give me a certain by when, I can pick another card. Okay, yes. By when are you wanting to, to receive it? So, like, in the next month, in the next two months? Uh, hopefully within the next six months. So the question is, will you be receiving your Social Security? Hmm. I feel they don't want you to go that route. Um, I got opportunity with money coming out of the sky. So are you open to getting money from another way? Um, yes. Okay, great. I feel there's something um, that if you were to get it right now, you're missing out on up-leveling your life. Does that make sense? Yes. It's almost like going for that SSI thing is kind of like that you are feeling resigned, that you have no choice, and that there's no other option. Do you know what I mean? Yes, that's true. And the the choice, the truth is that there are many other choices. And there are, I mean, there are opportunities around you you're not aware of because you have a myopic viewpoint about what you're able to do right now. And part of that is a story that you've made up. I know you have some challenges, but they're, it's, they're not as massive as you're kind of interpreting them to be. So I would love to do a prayer with you right now and invite the angels to come in and intervene, but you, they don't do that unless you ask for help. So you obviously called the show and you're open to guidance. Are you uh, open to having the angels intervene to help you with your life? Yes. Okay, great. So let's just... Surrender this whole fear around money and SSI benefits being approved and all that jazz and just relax back into the arms of the Divine Mother. Um, Divine Feminine just wants to hold you in her arms and let you relax like a baby and let the angels take away the stress and fear around how are you going to survive in this world. So we're going to let go of attachment to that needing to come from the SSI and we're now open to higher vibrational opportunities because you must be at a different vibrational frequency to attract the opportunities that can come into your life. Does that make sense? Yes. Because when you're in a space of fear of, and lack and scarcity, which, believe me, it's very common right now because there's a lot of fear and it seems like things are getting tough. And it's very, that is one true reality. 
there is another level of reality where there are infinite opportunities and possibilities. So how they want you to look at this is letting go of fear and attachment to it, needing to come, money to come a certain way, and stepping into your life purpose. Now, what is it that you do that can solve other people's problems? Do you know what that is? No, I have no idea. Okay. Let me pick another card on that. So hold on. So you're not in touch with what is your own um, get what your own gifts are and your <laughs> and your purposes. So I pulled two cards. One is strategy, and one is door to value, with money flying out of this door. They were both upside down. So um, this is a new deck. It's called the Energy Oracle Cards, and so I would love to just read this one about the reverse strategy. It's basically like you don't have a plan, right? So mm-hmm. they're going to give you some information from this of what to do. And we're going to get some insights into what you're here for. So it says, when strategy card is reversed, it indicates a stall in progress due to a lack of planning. You may have a goal in mind, but no specific idea of how to achieve it. Or you may have found that your original, turn the page, plans have hit a wall, and it's now time to reevaluate things. If this is the case, remember that the path of least resistance may be tempting SSI, but it rarely leads anywhere new. Don't let the mundane tasks of life eat up all your time and take you off course. Instead of floundering and wandering around in confusion, put some significant mental effort into starting or renewing a comprehensive plan of attack. This card reverse is warning you to get out of the role of passive observer and become the author and director of your own destiny. So the affirmation for you is I plan the necessary steps to achieve my goals and I'm willing to take action in that direction. I am flexible, persistent, and prepared. Does that make sense? Yes. Now we're going to read the door to opportunity, the door to value. So this is also one that we got upside down, which means there's a block in your understanding your worth and value. And they want to help you understand this because this is the key to you being able to move forward with um, your life purpose. It says, this card reverse signifies a partial or perhaps even potentially complete closing of the door. The hoped for new opportunity where money or career is concerned may be delayed or possibly even derailed. Don't be disheartened, however. The card reversed reminds you not to put all your eggs in one basket, SFI. Diversify your interests and your efforts and let your intuition guide you to the next open doorway. In the meantime, open your heart and your mind to the other sources of value in your life. Money is a commodity, but so are time, tranquility, and love. Choose to open the doors of these wonderful experiences yourself and find real value there. Your affirmation is, my life is opening to endless possibilities of prosperity. The river of abundance flows freely through my door, bringing me unlimited wealth. So I want you to see the door opening and money flowing into your life. And I want you to put your arms up like a chalice and be open to receive. The angels want to bless you with opening your mind, first of all, to being aware of the limitless possibilities that are there for you, opening your mind to the value that you are and can help. how can you help. There are ways you're not seeing that you can help solve a problem that someone has and make money for it. They're very clearly telling me this. 
So you may have to do put on your, you know, thinking cap a little bit to realize where is there a niche for me? What is needed and what can I do that people need and that will give you money for? Because there are many, many things they're telling me. It, all that matters is what you feel drawn to and excited about. So just repeat after me. I accept good. I accept good. Money. Money. Opportunities. Opportunities. Clarity. Clarity. Possibilities. Possibilities. Fun. Fun. Confidence. Confidence. And love. And love. And success. And success. Into my life. Into my life. Right now. Right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I feel there's someone right now, it's kind of like who is saying, I wish I had someone who could help me do blank, and you're that person. But you're not aware of that. It can even be something online. So I would definitely, if I were you, go into your immediate network, your community, the people you know. This is what you say. I'm available. Who needs help? What do you guys need? And see if there's something. And then you get a dollar amount and have money coming in for doing something. And then once you're in a position of certainty where you have money coming in, you're not in this total panic fear state, then more doors open for you. But where you are right now, it's hard to jump into abundance because there's a bit of a, a gap. But it is absolutely there for you. If you're open to it, we're going to ask the angels to intervene and make it very clear to you where these opportunities lie. I hope that helps. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, Evan. Big hugs and many blessings. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. So we have Amy from Wisconsin. Amy, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Amy. How's it going? Hi, Cece. It's going okay. I guess, you know, there are few issues, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be reaching out. But um, I, I enjoyed your story, and I'm sorry for the thank loss you. of your sister. Aw, you know thank that, you. Yeah. So um, I have recently lost my mother. Mm. And I feel so closed off to spirit. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with my family. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if... Um, I could get, if you can, I don't know if you can talk to my sure. guides or, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. And so just kind of let me know a direction to move into and towards. Because When did your mom pass? In February. Mm, that's pretty soon, yeah. So when you, you're recalibrating right now. So you're going through the grieving. It's very confusing grieving. Oh, my God. I've never been through anything more crazy. Like, I I didn't even properly cry after my sister died until a year after at her grave, visiting her grave. Yeah, I just and, had, you know, I've lost a husband, that. and I've lost my mm-hmm. dad, and um, everyone's different. And I, yeah. have, I have grieved so deeply, I didn't know a person could grieve as deep. But, you know, I like I make a few steps forward and then back, and I have to deal with my mm-hmm. family. And um, I feel as if I've struggled with them all my life. 
all my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like str- one of these things are not like the other. Family? And you fr- struggled me? with your family? You've struggled yeah. with your family all your life? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of these like things, of these things are not what like the other. Mean? And I am the other. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, I just struggle with them. And I'm just wondering how much more trouble I'm going to have with them, what my guides have to say. I just yeah. not touch okay, base they're already saying and get stuff. connected yeah. and get grounded. Yeah, love. Okay, so we're going to start with the fact that, you know, because you have so many people pulling at you and so many people needing you and so many hooks in you, your energy is leaching out. And the card I pulled is relationship. Your primary relationship is with yourself and God, and every other relationship follows from there. To attract, heal, or balance a relationship, then snuggle more closely with your loving creator. As you feel safe and loved within, so shall your other relationships bloom and prosper. So the problem has been that you've been identified with your, um, basically your identity is roped into other people in your life very strongly. Like when your husband was alive, your husband. When your mother was alive, having a mother. And this is very normal. I'm not trying to take away the fact these roles that these people play in your life. They're very important. Your husband and your mom are both fine. Not to interrupt, but I just have to say something. It's like once you're away, from the family dynamic, you don't get roped in. But I have no mm-hmm. choice to be mm-hmm. roped in at this point for a while. Well, that's what they want to show, uh, bring some attention to is that you do. So the reason you're being roped into things is because you're not fully, and now that you're grieving, it's even worse, but you're not in communion with God. You're not in communion with your true identity. You're not remembering you're a precious divine being of the light. And that death is not real. It's an illusion. That energy can never be created nor destroyed. It only changes form. And I got follow the signs or notice the signs. that you, you, It says, yes, the signs you've been receiving are, are heaven sent. We drop feathers, coins, and other signs on your path to remind you you're loved and never alone. Your mom is trying to communicate with you. They're, they are alive and well in another realm. So this grieving is for us because we're going to miss them. But they're absolutely fine and actually ecstatic, you know, with, with the exception of the fact that they're sorry that you're the, the pain that's left behind. Regarding all the family members um, being roped into all their dramas, you have a choice to stay centered in the eye of the hurricane and have inner peace no matter what life circumstances are hap- happening around you. And your angels want you to be quiet, be with yourself, and let them love you. I feel like you're just trying to do it alone and do, do, do and try so hard and they want you to relax and surrender and put your hand on your heart and breathe deeply because they give the information and you feel connected to God and the angels through the breath when we're stressing out and we're breathing shallow and we're believing lies. And I'm sorry, I'm going to get a little firm here. You heard me cry earlier about my sister who died 20 years ago, or, uh, over 20 years ago. You know, so we still feel the emotions. And what I was crying over was the regret of the bad advice I gave her, you know. But the truth is, death is an illusion. It's not the truth. That is not real. So when we're feeling a loss and things are wrong here, it's believing a lie. They're fine. This life is like a blip on a radar in, in eternity. We've had many lifetimes, We, you know, and not to take away the significance of it, but you are here to be uniquely you and to be yourself. Now, because you're being pulled in so many directions, you're not 
your energy is being depleted and you're not replenishing it from source because you're feeling isolated and you're not connected. So the angels want you to breathe, meditate, be connected, remember, and your mantra is all is well, putting your hand in your heart. No matter what seems to be the drama outside of you, you can be strong and say all is well and feel it and allow new opportunities and solutions to um, unfold in front of you. There are options and there are solutions. And your angels want you to let to let you love let let them love you so that would be you waking up and laying in bed and letting feeling their wings wrapping angels are just messengers which is angelus in greek is messenger and they're messengers of love from god they're made of light and that light is divine intelligence that's god energy that comes and surrounds you and heals and puts everything right we get confused and we start routing our energy to the magnetics of third dimension and fear and lack and scarcity and all that stuff. That's not the truth. Is only love is real and all is well. So they want I to understand you that. all that, but I just wonder how much more grief they're going to give me and what I need to do to prepare myself for that. They're and not under- giving you grief. Everything you're and you saying. have a choice. I know. They, you have a choice. You will have to experience the grief, but you also have a choice of how you're interpreting reality. Our culture says you have to grieve and be sad and all that stuff. You can choose to see your mother happy finally out of the pain of her body and being so feeling good, and you feel good and set her free. You don't have to choose to grieve in that way. You'll feel the loss of not being with her in the physical body on this earth, but it's not where you're coming from. The angels aren't giving you grief. Everything that happens is in your life is for your growth and evolution. And it's rerouting you back to yourself and quiet time with yourself. That's your most important relationship. You're not defined by anyone in your family. You, yourself, and God. That's what your angels want you to focus on. And they are going to help heal you and comfort you. So that's your reading, honey. And thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Okay. Blessings. Bye-bye. Okay, we have Stacy from Florida. Stacy, are you there? Hello? Okay, maybe Stacy's on hold. And we have Tanika from New York. Tanika, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank Hi, Tanika. How call. can I help you? You're welcome, Hi. How can I help you? Hi, I wanted uh, to know if you saw me leaving my job anytime soon. And um, also there's someone at my job that I was involved with. Um, and I wanted to know if you guys saw it being over between he and I. Um, I know his name and date of birth if you need it. No, I don't need that. But um, the first thing is get more information and choose a new direction. So regarding the question, do you see me leaving my, jo- my um, job anytime soon? The answer is Get more information about where you're going to be going to and choose a new direction. That means, yes, you are going to be leaving, but before you do, there's some more information. You don't want to jump out of the frying pan into the fire. So if you leave and you're not prepared and you're going into something you don't really love, it's the same story. You're doing, you went from doing something you don't really love into doing something else you don't really love, right? Mm-hmm. Are you open to doing an upgrade of your life and like how good are you willing to have it and transforming how you're perceiving it. I know humans don't love change. We like things to be the same. And and there's a phrase, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And by the way, that has to do with the guy you're talking about as well. I hate to say it like that, but um, 
I don't feel that that person is a, is a good vibrational match for you, for your higher self to move into creating a future together. Um, but they are saying, what do you desire? So that's the question. The ball is thrown back in your, in your court. It says, you now have the opportunity to write the script according to your heart's true desires. Once you clearly decide upon your true desires and know that you're ready and deserving of them, they'll rush into your life as if by magic. So what job do you really want? Um, a job where I'm valued and respected and people are kind to each other and Thank doing you. good. I love that. And that also goes for the guy. A, a man where you're loved and valued and respected and you feel good. Mm-hmm. How do you feel in relationship with that man? We, ha- we had such a good friendship and also when we were together, I thought that we had something special. But um, I don't know, like, how he feels because I kind of, like, stopped talking to him because I felt like, you know, he wasn't, like, giving me enough attention. Yeah, um, he was and not now, giving you enough attention. That's yeah, all you and, need to know. Because what is attention? Attention is love. If someone is not giving you attention, that they're not the one for you because they're not seeing who you are. And you deserve to be with someone who sees you and loves you and appreciates you. Do you, do you understand? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that's not the right one for you. I mean, he was the one for that you had some precious moments and you learned some beautiful things. But he is not your – you don't need to go back to that. It's just sort of like talking yourself into staying at a job that sucks and talking yourself into being with a partner that was pretty good but not great because he didn't pay attention to you. No, that's not your destiny. Your angels want you to get really serious and write down in detail what is your new work situation going to be like, what is your new love going to be like, what are the personality attributes that you value. And then the other cards I got are play, so you need to have more play in your life and stop being so nose to the grindstone working, but go out and play and have some fun so you can attract some new high-vibration people in your life. And also job opportunities can come from that but you can't meet them unless you go play. Does that make sense? I feel like you're going to have a door opening with a new job through play, meaning having fun, going places, being open to meeting new people. And the last card I got is cornucopia, which is upside down, which means the cornucopia is kind of like the fruits of your labor, right? So that has been a little bit blocked in your life, which is you getting the fruits of your labor, meaning what, and being valued and having money come back to you where you feel valued. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this card, and it's um, upside down. So it says, the cornucopia reversed is often a card of personal frustration. You may find yourself feeling discouraged by having your wishes denied, or perhaps you're just disappointed with delays involved. Don't be surprised or too disheartened if obstacles seem to block your way. It may simply take some patience and persistent action or it may require a radical shift in how you're approaching your goals. This card reverse may indicate a cycle of restriction or a period of lack or loss. Don't let this deter you. Use this time to go deeper. There may be a lesson to learn or an entirely new direction to take. Be open, flexible, and aware. Remember, there are many roads to happiness. And it says, um, your affirmation is, the universe is abundant. All that I desire comes to me in just the right way. I am blessed. So I think that makes sense. And they want you to believe that you are blessed. 
and, and possibly, other possibilities are there for you. And you definitely deserve more than someone who's not paying attention to you. <laughs> and a job that's just okay, but you don't love it, you don't feel appreciated. So they want you to rewrite the script and start over. So get really clear on what it is you want. And I hope that helps, honey. Thank you so much for your call. Yeah, it does. Thank you. Good. You're so welcome. Blessings. So we have Lola from California. Lola, are you there? Lola? Okay, she's not there anymore. Lana from Florida. Are you there, Lana? Uh, yes, I'm here. Hi. Hi, Lana. How Hello? can I help you tonight? Hi. Um, well, uh, I'm, I'm single. I've been single for a while, and uh, quite a while. And, uh, I do want a partner in my life. Right now, <laughs> there are three people um, in my life of interest. I'm wondering if you see uh, any of them or I'm wondering if you see one of them or any of them um, for a more serious relationship in the near future. Okay. So regarding the people that are in your life at the moment, um, the cards I'm getting on this, and this is regarding your dating at this point in your life right now in general. You've been single for a while. Yes. But the cards I'm pulling are assertiveness, have confidence, and perfect timing. So it's not about the three guys and is any one of them a good partner. It's about you strengthening your sense of yourself and being so, like when you're, you know, when you are out with a guy, are these guys you've gone out with or just online possibilities? No, no. I've seen all of them. You're seeing them in person. Do you do you yes. not have a strong I, I sense have. that one of the three is more a better fit than the other three, or you don't have any sense because you're asking me like I would know better than you? Well, <laughs> well <laughs> um, in terms of feelings, uh, yeah, I think there's one. I don't know if it's a better okay. fit. So or then the other ones material. here are out of it. If there's one, that's the one you should be going for and asking for what you want. It says this assertiveness. This situation could be healed gently with love, and there's also a need for strength and truthfulness with the other people involved. We will stand right behind you as you speak your truth, giving you strength and guiding your words. So that's regarding why are you spending time with two guys that you don't feel excited about? That's not you don't need to be well, doing that. Well, see, that's that's I do. I like all of them. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, I do. They're really Me nice too. guys. The one, okay. uh, one just took a job far away, so that might mm-hmm. be a problem. And, okay. Um, you, you do know, you feel other, when you're on when you're on a date? Do you feel that you can speak your truth, or do you feel not I, like I shy know, about I, saying what you want? No, I I I feel that I'm uh, assertive. I can uh, speak my truth with all okay. of them. Okay. Yeah. The other the mm-hmm. other card is having have confidence. Moving forward doesn't necessarily require you have strength in yourself or confidence in yourself. You can have confidence in God. So and then perfect timing. Now is the perfect moment for you to act on your inspiration. The doors are wide open. So really, your life it is perfect timing for you to make a choice and speak your truth and say I really like you. Let's date exclusively okay. or asking for what you want. The one you like the most. Why, you know, I know you're saying you like all of them, but why not go for the one that you like the most? And they want to help because, you. Well, ask he, for just what you took want. A, he just he just took a job 
uh, over 100 miles away, and that might be an issue. Okay, well, that would 100 miles could be an issue if you're not if if this is Mr. Right and he's the one that you're meant to be with. And let me just pull a card on this guy. This this is the guy you like the most. Is this Mr. Right for Lola? Lana. It says perfect timing, and the other one says perfect timing. Two different decks say perfect timing. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's my that's my that's my dilemma. I understand. It seems like bad time because he's moving. Now, if it turned out that you were going to be with this guy, wouldn't you move to be with him? Um, not at this time. No, he has a place. He has a place here. I don't know how long this job's going to last. You know. Right. So that's the thing. Listen, honey. If it's something that you that is important to you, you will find a way to make it work. That's what I feel. Okay. Yeah. But have confidence right. in yourself. You deserve to have your needs met and to experience love and the highest version of love that you can. We're going to ask the romance angels to intervene and help you have everything go with ease and grace to the best that it can with this man or or any other man that's the right fit. Okay. Thank you. Okay, La. Thank you for calling. Very good. Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Uh, we'll just take a quick last call from Melvin from Georgia. I think we could squeeze in a quick question. How can we help you, Melvin? Thank you very much. Uh, You're welcome. Yes. Uh, uh, I just wanted to ask about my kids. I'm concerned about uh, the way our relationship is. I have mm-hmm. one daughter. I have uh, four sons, but one of my sons passed away. Uh, so you said you have one my, one daughter and four sons. Yes, ma'am. And one of my okay. one of my sons passed away. Mm. So you're concerned that, about your relationship with them? Yes. Like. Okay. I mean. So. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I raised three of my kids by custody, you know, custody myself after the divorce, mm-hmm. but I try to reach out. I try to reach out to them and reach out to their grand, my grandkids for them to come mm-hmm. around, I like dad and stuff, and hang out with them. But I raise them, and they have grown up to just, just neglect. Okay, honey, sorry, I'm going to cut it off a little bit because we're, we're ending in one minute, but just briefly, the angels want you to call each of your children, vulnerably speak your truth, be responsible for areas that you fell short, and tell um, a vulnerable truth about yourself to create relationship with them. The angels are going to help open doors where the doors seem to be shut. Your son in heaven is doing great. He's sending his love. No guilt, no regret, nothing about that. Just moving forward, creating and restoring love and openness and freedom of communication. They're going to help you with all your relationship with your children. You just need to do your part, which is being open and sharing. Thank you so much for your call, love. Big angel hugs and blessings.